Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap for Drag Race UK Season 1, Episode 10, titled Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one meretricious co-host from the YouTube channel WDW Aristocrats. Please say... I'm going to miss my little hole. To Daniel J. Brewer. Hello, Daniel Hello, J. Brewer. Joe How are you doing? I am doing excellent. How are you doing? Uh, you just uh, I, now you just told us off the air that the plumber just left. I didn't know if this was code for like uh, a next door studios scenario uh, happened or uh... no, no. Um, <laughs> we had to replace the hot water heater in the house. Ooh. And uh, it was we knew this going into closing. We knew this, and so we had seven days after closing to get this thing. Uh, installed Mm -hmm. and you know you'd think oh well you know you see uh hot water heaters at home depot Mm -hmm. right they're like three or four hundred dollars and not a big deal yeah so we money back at closing from the sellers to to replace it Mm -hmm. and uh that was all well and good well we uh get a plumber out here the other day and they want like five thousand dollars wait what why i know and i'm just like no no we're not gonna do that and uh they're like well you know, we can do six hundred dollars if you. Oh, wait, how did they go from five thousand to six hundred? That's well, a I'm big saying, leap. Saying, you can do six hundred and something just you know labor if mm-hmm. you provide the hot water heater. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. All right, cool. I brought up the Home Depot website. I'm like, how about this one? Is, is this one the right one? It's a, it's a gas water heater. And he's like, yeah, that one's that one's the right one. I'm like, cool. Let's do it. And uh, so we got that, bought that water heater. That was like five hundred dollars, but there was a rebate on it. Doesn't matter. Um. Then the, the plumber shows up yesterday, and uh, oh, it's the wrong wrong one. Now we'd have to completely redo the venting, and that's going to be another $600 to completely redo the venting. And, uh, you know, we don't have the parts for that. We'd have to go two hours to go get those parts, and uh, we have to. And so, meanwhile, seven days after closing is today, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I need this done yeah. by Thursday. But this was yesterday. I need mm-hmm. this done by the end of the day, Thursday. And, uh, Anyway, so I basically, I told him to go, you know, pound sand, like, goodbye, go away, just get out of here. And uh, I called the other place from the Home Depot, and they were like, yeah, yeah, you you need a different hot water heater. And they, I sent them some pictures, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just need this one. Oh, I will have somebody out there tomorrow, and uh, they'll get it installed for you, no problem, whatever. So they didn't show up until 6 o'clock this evening. They were supposed mm-hmm. to be here from 4 to 6. They got here at 6. And, uh, yeah, it took them about an hour and a half or so to get the hot water heater all hooked up and but he didn't fuck you, is the point. No. Do you, do you ever watch the, the, the TV show Glow? I saw the first season, and I was like, mm, this isn't for me. This guy that showed up was like uh, Zoya the Destroyer's father. Who's Zoya he's, the Destroyer? He's, that's the really bad Russian accent girl. Uh, you know, okay. she's like, oh, you're Americans, and you're hot water. And it's just like, he was, he was just a very stereotypical Russian kind of an accent, kind of like... Oh, you you want the hot water? Oh, I get the thing and I put it in, and uh, I can't do an accent, but it was he was comical. So he didn't. But fuck yeah, he, you. No, he didn't fuck me. Oh, okay. Not or he Zach. was not he was not attractive. I didn't want him to fuck me, but uh, no, he didn't fuck us. He he put it. In. He was a very nice guy. He got it all done, and uh, minimal amount of interaction with him. He basically had everything he needed and just left us alone and did it. Yeah. And, there you go. You know, moving is a pain in the ass, Joe Batanz. I'm sure trying is. to talk about anything except for this Fakakta show because it was mm-hmm. so... Uh, last week, we were talking about how boring it was to mm-hmm. stretch out 
a 42 minute show into an hour and four minutes. This was like taking a 15 minute show mm-hmm. and stretching it out into an hour and four minutes. Well, you know, that's why I said, well, instead of stretching it, there's no reason to stretch. You know, look, look my manager would, my manager gets mad that the shows are an hour and a half. He goes like, why can't it be 45 minutes? So I'm like, all right, I'll just give him a fucking 45 minute show. No, I'm but, not talking about our show. I'm talking about. No, I know. But what I'm saying is like, there's no reason to stretch this podcast. Like you're like, all right. Well, the oh, Vivian yeah. one that was shocking. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Joe. see you later, everybody. No, but you know what I want to talk about is in the chat room before we uh, get into this is uh, someone brought up an interesting topic I want to talk about. Uh, Luke Stamen, who is really the worst human being, and if you guys don't understand why, you have to go on Patreon and join. I, I would say join uh, at the premiere level to find out what a horrible human being this Luke Stamen is. But you know, be, be, you know, he's blocked me on Twitter, and I don't even <gasps> follow him. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. I like, I was like, he was in Discord or something. And I'd like followed a link to his Twitter and he was just like, you're blocked by this. And I was like, what? Oh my God. And so I like signed so into funny. a different account and then I could read it. I'm just like, wait, yeah. I don't even follow See? you and you blocked me. Exactly. So. Exactly, Daniel. Now you now you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah. apparently at some point I really pissed off. Yeah, exactly. 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 And so, uh, but everything, because, you know, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy called me yesterday. And he was very concerned. He goes, I have to ask you a question about Luke Stamen. I'm like, the world's worst human being? Yes. And he was like, what is, what is going on there? Is he, is he going to be okay that you're saying this? I go, I don't care. You know? Let me tell you this. For Christmas, I sent him a, a rope. That's what I did. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, he said in the chat room, he said in the chat room that, you know, no one can ever bitch about season seven. He said, he thinks that this season is so bad. But we have another listener named Dean slash Barney UK who thinks, and you know this, Daniel, on yes. the Discord, he thinks this is literally that when, uh, that, is it Philo T. Farnsworth, whoever the name of the guy that invented the TV, when he invented <laughs> the television, he invented it for this reason, for this show. This is like, you know, I love Lucy... Seinfeld, Drag Race UK. I don't know that I would say. If if you read, Dean is obsessed with the 27-year-old Vivian um, and uh, likes to point out the mathematical problems with her being 27 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And she's been doing drag for 11 years, years yeah, and she's known uh, Davina for 12 years. Yeah. So wait, but, but wait, where do you fall on this, Daniel? Where do you fall on, now that the season is done, the season has ended? Because you're saying that the finale is boring. Let's be honest. The finales are usually boring. So that this is just yes. run of the mill for me for that. But where do I, you fall on the season? I, you know what I would have liked? You know what would have made it? A really good finale would have been a live finale just to see, you know, people in the UK react to it and mm-hmm. kind of like see, you know, their their version of the Manila Luzons in the audience mm-hmm. and uh, Jiggly Calientes or whatever yeah. out in the audience. Like, you know, maybe throw us a Charlie, Bo- you know, Charlie Hyde out <laughs> standing mm-hmm. out in the audience and asking a stupid fucking question. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that would have made it more entertaining than what this was. But all right, where I fall on this entire season, it was I feel like I'm just in an echoey cavern. Because right mm-hmm. there's like nothing in the walls near. Um, it was okay. It was it was a season eight. Okay. It was. Uh-huh. It was okay. It, it was it was all right. I don't think there was a lot of question as to who the top three were going to be, especially mm-hmm. because they were already on tour and had posters out for that tour of the yeah. top three. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't a big surprise as to who the top three were going to be. Yeah. And you know you kind of knew that going into it, and everyone was super. They're they're just not as backstabby, mm-hmm. I guess, 
they 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 like to just get their shade out. They they make digs on each other, but they do it so constantly that it's just a constant release of pressure. Mm-hmm. So they don't they don't have build up enough time to actually have feuds with each other. You know what's so funny is now look I. <laughs> I, look, I want everyone to understand, because I said this on the Meet the Queens episode, and I'll say it again. I had no for, I had no knowledge of this show before I didn't listen to any of the rumors. I was off by one on the top four, because I think it was so easily telegraphed in the Meet the Queens, you know? And even the, the fourth person that I got wrong, which I said Blue Hydrangea, she made it to the top five, you right, know? Right, she made it to the top wants to know who is the UK's Robbie Turner. That would be Vinegar Strokes. The UK's Robbie Turner. Oh, really? I would say the UK's Robbie Turner. Well, I, I could say the Vivian, but she just won because of the line. You know? Uh, but anyway, uh, for me, yeah, you know what? Season 8 is a perfect example. A perfectly serviceable season. By the way, they're about season 8 is only about two episodes longer than this season. That one's a short season, too. Which, you know what's so funny is, the people at Logo were smarter than the people at VH1. If you think about it, because when season 8 came out, they said, well, we're coming out with All-Stars 2 later. We can't do a full season. So why don't we do a 10-episode season and have All-Stars 2? Where VH1 is like, VH1 is petitioning Congress to have 60 weeks a year, so they can put yes. more Drag Race. That, you know, VH1 is taking the, uh, remember when the Cosby show was like the number one show on television and then every single network had to have like an upper class black family sitcom? Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's how they're doing with, with, uh, with Drag Race right oh, now. Oh, I was going to say, remember when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came out and it was one night a week oh, and it was like God. a monster hit? Like a monster. Everyone, if, if you weren't alive then, Aiden, if you're listening, when Who We Wants to Be a Millionaire first came out with Regis Philbin, it was like... Everybody was watching this show. So they're like, oh, really? So why don't we do it five nights a week? And then it's like, okay, well, that's not fun anymore. You know what? You know what would be better than five nights a week? Yeah. Seven nights a week. You yeah, know what would be better than that? <laughs> Twice a day. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I feel VH1 does the same thing. I'm actually kind of pleased because we haven't gotten to meet the queens for All-Stars yet. And I'm like, oh, wait, might we get a longer break? Um, I I hope so. I hope they do something for this holiday. I'm, didn't, yeah, wait, yeah. didn't they start after the holidays, though? Last year. No, last year they, they did, did it that. before. They did it like the 12th or the 14th is when it premiered. The show premiered like right before. You know, what's funny is I was telling I everybody like some yeah, Christmas special. They didn't have a Christmas. They had a Christmas special that was immediately followed by All Stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the show premiered like really, really early on. And uh, they, yeah, they, there was no waiting. Uh, they they went right through it. I, I, I don't know. It was, it was very odd. Anyway. This week, the final three have to dance, sing, and perform RuPaul's Rocket to the Moon. The girls also make guest appearances on RuPaul's podcast and learn choreography from a two twinks. During Untucked, the eliminated contestants surprise the girls and Kiki with them before they all enter the main stage and watch Davina DeCampo and the Vivian go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was said and done, the Vivian was crowned as the very first winner of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Daniel J. Brewer named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I liked all three verses that the girls wrote for the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were playing it before the show this evening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that version of the song, uh, probably more than the original. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing that I liked. I also really, really liked that uh, uh, there was a, a picture earlier today 
of the top three showing up at the Twitter headquarters mm-hmm. for the finale. Is that where they were? Uh, okay, I saw the picture, but I didn't know where they were. Yeah. And I just loved it that Davina showed up in a silver dress and a red wig. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? It's shady. It reminds me of, remember in the season five finale? It, in fact, they didn't make a big deal about it, actually. But in the opening number, Sharon is wearing an outfit from Party City. Uh, She's wearing like a big foam teacup. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the one thing I didn't like about this episode was just, uh, let it go. Just, uh... I would have rather them rolled it into some kind of reunion episode, like crown them within the first 15 minutes and then have a reunion episode or something. Well, especially I, I don't even since... think we're going to get that, right? We're not even getting a reunion. No, episode. no, no, no. But there are no commercials. So why did that be any particular length? I don't know because they all seem to be about the same length. I'm sure that the extra four minutes is probably padded in for shit that world wonder is like mm-hmm. tonight is like the crown was provided by, that was like clearly a sponsorship, which I doubt anyone in the UK saw. Yeah. It was probably just on wow presents. Mm-hmm. Um, also Vivian was talking about how great the crown was and she wasn't wearing a crown. It's like, there was no crown on that stage. There was no crown there. It was just a scepter. Um, that was, I don't know. It was the whole thing. Oh, just, uh. Okay. Let me tell you this. Also, the dance number, weren't they basically just wearing jumpsuits? I mean, uh, bodysuits with spangly stuff and with the yeah, tassely stuff on it. I can't, I can't with the show that stuff. And then, like, Michelle hates bodysuits, and someone pointed this out. Yeah, I don't know if it was they like, love, she loved that. It was great. Yeah, I know. Just wish you help us out. I never trust anything she says. But what She also hates green, but she loved Baga's green dress. Yeah, I know. All right. Let me tell you what I loved. First of all, this fucking A.J. Pritchard. This twink that... Oh, my God. You know, we have we have numerous uh, shirtless photos of him on the Discord. Oh, you do? Oh, my goodness. He can come and fix my plumbing anytime he wants, you know? Uh, in fact, he left me a really hot Instagram message. Really? Yeah, he said this. I just want to play on those tit trumpets. <laughs> that was to me. Um... But, uh, oh, my God. And his brother was kind of hot, but I just, whew, A.J. Pritchard, man. Just, I like the little, like, pocket gaze. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to double check. I know that I saw pictures of A.J., shirtless, mini shirtless photos of A.J. here. Second thing I liked, because we don't talk about the looks as much, that much, I'm going to say, I think Davina DeCampo's Eleganza Extravaganza look might be one of my favorite looks of all time. I loved it. I loved her look. I was just like, oh, when I saw her look, you know? I, you know what? I yeah. feel like, wasn't it when Michelle said something like Davina's had her issues with her looks on the run? I, I was like, when? Yeah. Davina has had really strong looks all season long. So I don't Let know. Let me tell you this. To me... If you know, people are always. I think we saw on the, I saw on the Discord earlier. People were trying to cast people as certain people in the show if they were doing a remake. I want to tell you something. This Michelle Visage, okay. If she were to be cast, if I were to cast her, or you know, you know, this is going to age really poorly. But um, you know, there's that meme going on right now about I'm going to tell my kids this was so and so, and they'll put like a a picture that's not that person. And I would, I'm with, with with Michelle Visage. I would say. I'm going to cast Yago from Aladdin. 
Okay? Because that's who would play Michelle Visage. She is such a sycophant who just says whatever she thinks. Now, I, I do I do agree that, with, and no one said this, by the way. Nobody said anything. I'm agreeing with them. I do think she's the mouthpiece for RuPaul. And so she and RuPaul discuss, and then, and then they, they bitch about something, and then she's the one saying it, right? So I feel RuPaul saying it, too. But it's just so, like, it's so obvious. It's so, it's, ugh. It just drives me up the wall, because then she pretends like it's her real opinion. She has no real opinion. You know what? I'm going to talk about this right now. I don't have it in the notes, and I'm going to talk about it later, but I'll talk about it now. Did you I just s- sent you a picture. It just did I, I, yeah. I heard you got it. Yeah. I did you see this um moment when she's talking trash? Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm keeping this forever. Okay, thank you. Anyway, um, did you see this moment when she just reads, I believe it's bag of chips for filth for not believing in herself, right? And no, then, she didn't read her to her face, right? This was, this was after. Oh, well, they, oh okay. Who cares? Yeah. But then there's Graham Norton. He goes, well, look, you know, as someone who's from London. By the way, Graham Norton, who I just saw, like, on some article, it was named him, like, basically the patron saint of British gays, right? Yes. Very yes. famous in the UK. Super yes. famous. And, um, and, like, yeah, I think he's, like, the president of British gay people, essentially, right? And he said, let me tell you about British gays. And she does... This roll of her eyes and looks at Alan Carr like she thinks she's British. She thinks she's British, and she's just like he's gonna tell me how. That's what the look is. The look is he's gonna tell me Michelle Visage what British gays are like. Okay. Meanwhile, it he's was really it was, gay. it was the it was the uh, the eye roll equivalent of the Joe Batanz. Oh, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. You're right, but I'm like. You're an American, and just because you were on Big Brother UK and you're going to be on Strictly Come Dancing does not make you British. She's the Rachel Dolezal of British people. <laughs> Ugh, it gets me so mad. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, and the one thing I didn't like, what I just said, Michelle Visage. I'm, I'm throwing that in there. That was my one thing I didn't like, this Michelle Visage and her stupid face. Graham Norton, so famous, so British, so gay. And she's gonna. T- he's gonna. Oh, he's, he's gonna tell me. He's more famous in America as a British person uh, than Michelle Visage is famous in the UK as an American. Because Graham Norton has the the Graham Norton show on BBC America. It's just like uh, it's like lots of people know who Graham Norton is. Like, and do you see the giant stars he gets on his show? The gigantic stars. You know. Yes. Meanwhile, this RuPaul's Drag Race—they're getting a person who you know walked <laughs> through a, a reality show one time. Ugh, I can't with this Michelle Visage. I can't. I can't with her. <laughs> the, but, the, yeah, I will say that my biggest nightmare, though, was this Dean Barney UK, I don't know, somehow had some conversation with Michelle Visage and told her to listen to this show. And I was like, what are you? No, don't. I don't want her listening to this show. That's the last person I want listening to this show. Is this well, Michelle Visage? All right. You really think that she could? No. Like, no all right. Let's talk about, let's talk about just one thing. How excited did they all pretend to be to be on this fucking podcast? Oh my God! I'm on the RuPaul's podcast. This I know. is like a dream come true. Well, here's like, what's funny: is you know what? If they actually, which I, I still to this day don't understand why they don't do this. If they actually played the interviews on the podcast, <laughs> I would get it. That's the one thing I didn't get is that they have the microphone set up. They're clearly I don't know if they're really using them, but they no, have they're the not. Au- no, because there's a different. I mean, at least we're not hearing the we're hearing the audio from. Oh yeah, yeah, we're hearing the audio from that. But what I'm saying is, there's audio that exists that they could release on the yes. podcast. 
in the history of them doing this bit, they've never... Because re- if you think about it, they probably talked to them for like 10 minutes. Type, but, you know, they could put all those packages in one episode, Rue and, Rue and Michelle talk for, you know, 10 minutes about, you know, uh, a theater play that they once saw and blah, 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 blah. Then they have their 500 hours of commercials, you know, and then they would... It's a squatty potty. Yeah. Michelle, can I tell you about, about Squarespace for 25 minutes? <laughs> Again, I don't get it. You know that one time Lori and I did a, okay, I will say it was 11 minutes, but it was a hilarious ad that was 11 minutes long. I got in so much trouble. I got in so much trouble, Daniel. I got called to to the principal's office, essentially, because I turned in an 11-minute commercial. They chopped it up. It sounded like, hey, Lori, uh, uh, uh," and, and it was like, oh, my God, it was awful. Anyway... They do these super long that aren't even interesting about Casper mattresses and uh the, and they have it every five seconds on that show. Yes. Anyway, anyway, they could pack. That's a free show that they and they never they've never released those episodes unless I'm mistaken. Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're not right. I mean, I don't religiously listen to it, but no, I've never heard of those before. You know, they, I'm coming to understand that uh, the people that come from traditional media that mm-hmm. do these podcasts like to treat them like a packaged radio show. So they over record and then edit it down and then just throw away stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole concept of podcast is, you know, to be more relatable and to be mm-hmm. less polished and to be, you know, not, not to the point that your sound suffers or that your content suffers, but you know, that meandering a little bit is fine in a podcast. It's kind of like the charm of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Zach got uh, called by NPR to go on one of these shows where they, uh, have two different opposing viewpoints. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. <laughs> and uh, I see what you did there. Uh, the, he went down there. He recorded for 45 minutes, a 45-minute interview mm-hmm. with this ultra-conservative guy and him. And when the bit aired on the show, on the regular NPR show, mm-hmm. it was three minutes long. Yeah. He literally talked for like maybe 40 seconds because the other guy, like I uh, just get, you know, steamrolled over and talked to him. It's just like, there's a 45 minute interview out there. Mm-hmm. Like, they sent him the audio of, but it, it, it's never, they didn't put it on their podcast. They didn't put it anywhere. It's like, just, it's just crazy. I, I have no point. But I, think, no, I know, I know what the point you're making is, is that they, well, the problem is that they, it's, it reminds me of those taxi drivers that decided to become Uber drivers. Did you ever get? Have you ever been in one of those Ubers where, like, you can tell it's a guy who his taxi business went out of business because of Uber, and so now he decided to be an Uber driver? And it's just, it's odd. It feels like a taxi. You're, yes. you're just in the taxi driver's car, you know? And um, it's like that. It's like they only understand. He only understands how to be a taxi driver. Right. He doesn't yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, that was there. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the thing with with radio people is they only understand radio, um, but uh, and so they don't understand like yeah, podcasts you can have a little bit more freedom. So they they want to get right to it. In fact, speaking of get right to it, Daniel. Yes. After Cheryl's elimination, the girls all <laughs> praise Cheryl. Baga shares her thoughts on lip syncing, and Davina mentions that she was never in the bottom two. Baga gives a little more insight into her relationship with her mother before declaring herself the winner. The next day, the girls gather around the table and talk about how they all have the same number of badges, so it's anyone's game. Baga then makes some jokes about the challenge favoring Davina. Uh, next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Now, for your final Maxi Challenge, you'll be serving us an all-singing, all-dancing performance of my classic song, Rocket to the Moon. First, 
you'll compose a solo verse destined to rocket you to superstardom. Then you'll learn the most demanding and far out choreography of the season. Between rehearsals, you'll join Michelle and me on our podcast. And tomorrow on the main stage, you'll be lip syncing for your life and the crown. In the workroom, Baga says she's going to make her lyrics serious. The Viv wants to hear her lyrics in a nightclub, and Baga and Viv are both dreading the choreography. Daniel, your thoughts on everything that ha- not actually not much happens. Why I didn't put a discussion point to right there, but um, yeah, your thoughts was, on everything was, that happened there. I, like I said, I like the verses. I, I mm-hmm. thought they all did a really good job. We didn't really get to hear them. We didn't see any yeah. of the recording process. Oh yeah, you're right. I, we I don't know who who the producer was. Uh, you know, yeah, you're right. And also it. I'm not entirely sure how long they had because it's like in order to go record that and get all that stuff produced as well as like go and do the choreography. It's like, did, did mm-hmm. they have a few days here? I think that I noticed the- that they do it over like whenever the crew has a weekend. That's why we probably didn't see it. And that's when they do that stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because I mean, even though the choreography was fairly complicated, I thought they all did a passable job of yeah. getting it done in a couple of days. But uh, yeah, that they no, spilled I'm- that tea one time uh, when they were complaining about somebody Somebody wasn't pulling their way. I can't remember who it was. And they mentioned that, oh, well, we were at rehearsals. You weren't doing it. And, they're like, and they mentioned over the weekend or something. And you're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I, I mean, I they didn't really show us their final looks. And they mm-hmm. didn't show us their um, their recording stuff. But, I mean, it was worth it to see the uh, the brothers do their little dancing bit there. Well, we haven't gotten to that part yet. What I do want to play... Why? That would they, that was the learning the choreography, wasn't it? But we're not at the choreography yet. Oh, we're not. We're, at the no, we're just in the workroom. But what I really want to do, I want to do it here. Is I want to play uh, Baga. She's the first uh, uh, um, lyric here because she says she wants to be serious. She yes. wants it by like much like um, Lady Gaga is born this way. And I, I listened to the lyrics when I heard it back today. Here we go. Here's Baga. Hey girl, it's Miss Chips, patting those lips, shaking those hips. Now, by the way, before we do anything, I want you to know, I'm, I'm fine with Baga's lyrics. I'm just remarking, she said, she's going to actually be serious this time because, and everyone's like, what? Oh my God, you're going to be serious? And she goes, yes, I want to inspire all those little gay boys and girls. Okay, here we go. Listen to nobody else, not moderate, let be yourself, hetero, bisexual, trans, okay. And that's very clearly the, inspi- the part inspired by Born This Way. Okay. So let yourself free. Baby, trust me and you will see. Guess what, bitches? Bag of chips is top free. Now, what I want to know is... So what she's saying is... If you believe in yourself, you'll finally understand that she's in the top three? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're lesbian, bisexual, or gay. Nope. Nope, does not matter, Joe Batanz. It is is a mathematical fact that it does not matter. Yeah, uh, you know your gender doesn't matter. Your sexual orientation Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Your race. Yep. Your age. Nope. It transcends all of that, Joe Batanz. She is in fact in the top three of RuPaul's. Yeah, believe in yourself, and you will see. Bag of chips is top three. Now, here's, right. the, here's the question. Yeah. Using the associative property yeah. of uh, of realization, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't believe yourself, is she not? No. Is she no longer in the top three? I think when Tinkerbell, everyone has to applaud so that uh, uh, 
Tinkerbell comes back to life <laughs> and, and Peter Pan. So, but I guess what I'm, you know, in, in that, at least even if you didn't applaud, other people did that kind of picked um, up the slack and everything. Is this, is this, this is that then it's more like the associative property of, of uh, top threeness. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you okay, hit nail on the head. Now, before we go, do, do you have anything else to say about like the workroom challenge? There's really not much to talk about. Let's move on There's here. Nothing to talk about. In fact, I think we covered a lot of this in just our <laughs> rants. All right, on the podcast with Rue, Baga didn't think she would make it past three episodes. She was raised by her grandma and has only seen her mom seven times in ten years, and she's learned to take things seriously on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, later, Davina DeCampo reveals that she visualized herself in the top three. She apologized to the Vivian, and she's desperate for validation from her peers. Finally, the Vivian. Talked about her process of getting sober and how she believes the show picked a well-rounded group of drag queens. All right, your thoughts on everything revealed in the podcast, Daniel J. Brewer. I, you know, when Davina started going down that, uh, saying the things that she thinks RuPaul wants to hear, mm-hmm. I started to think at that point, it's like maybe, maybe they feel like she's trying too hard. Maybe that's why they didn't pick her. I don't oh. know, just a theory. I, well, I don't know. Because, so they did film two different endings, okay? Like yes. they typically do. And what's weird is Davina was crushing it in the polls. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter. So I'm very curious as to why they didn't pick Davina. That's actually a very odd one. Maybe they thought actually for television's sake that she would just be great on All Stars. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it is it is very bizarre because if you think about it, from a numbers well, look, I feel this way about. Um, I believe it was Katya, actually. Yeah. I, I don't remember if it was Katya or some. Uh, no, I feel like it was a person. Who, yeah, yeah, for All Stars Two, I believe it was Katya, where I feel the editors edited the show to make a case to the producers in RuPaul about who should win. Okay, so in my, I mean, if you remember, in All Stars Two, I thought they edited Katya in a way they gave her a winner's edit in hopes that the that the producers of RuPaul would see she should win. Okay, yes. and I kind of feel the same thing happened here with Davina, where she got a winner's edit. I mean, she definitely got a winner's edit. Like, uh, apart from the pure numbers game, uh, she was slightly ahead in numbers if you think about it, because she was never in the bottom. Correct, but um, also. The, the the edit of that she doesn't like competitions and she's really hard on herself and she's the underdog and the way they play. In fact, in fact, if you think about it, in that one episode where she fought with Vivian, it was very Jinx versus Roxy and the Vivian was Roxy. Right. So you, you can also even in that final lip sync, which we're not there yet, but mm-hmm. there were there were times where literally the Vivian was standing in the background. Yeah. Like she was a backup singer. It was just like. Yes, I'm wondering what happened because that show was edited for Davina DeCampo to win. And so it's very, very, very strange to me that she wasn't the winner. That's very, very odd to me. And, it, and I'm, I'm curious maybe, as to what it would be. Maybe just like they drive on the wrong side of the road, maybe they checked the wrong box. <laughs> that could be it. I agree with you. That could be completely it. Um, it's kind of like, like when What's-Her-Name won the uh, Oscar from... Uh, oh, yeah, that rumor about uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, Marissa Tomei. Um, you know what's so funny is, uh, did you see the commercial for this show with Viv with Dominion Oh dear God, yes! It looked so bad. Look, it like was, it was funny on Snatch Game. Okay. I was going to say on Snatch Game, Vivian did a great Donald Trump yeah. caricature, mm-hmm. and in this commercial, mm-hmm. 
it, 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 it had none of the same mannerisms, had none yeah. of the same. It was like it was just like a really lame Trump impersonation at that point. I'm like, wait, but we've seen you do so much better. This is just this is smacks of some producer. Like, yeah, uh, that's exactly. You know. It shows you like when they had it on their own, it was so. Well, and also they probably practiced it to death. You know, yeah. so those lines were rehearsed. They had it all ready to go for like three, basically three jokes. Okay. Yep. Now when you have to carry a whole thing, and then, yeah, the makeup, you're right. Then someone came in and said, you should do this with the makeup. And then they, it just shows you people put their fingerprints all over it, and it it looked awful. You and know what would be great? Then, well, yeah. That show five days a week. <laughs> well, if, hey, look, don't put it past WoW. They'll do that. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the podcast content? No, although you did remind me to cancel my WoW Presents. Uh, oh, you know, that's a very good point to cancel mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, all right, everyone. Right now, we're going to take a break. While we're while we're on the break, go and is cancel. This, is this going to be a commercial for that Alyssa Raw uh, thing that we saw oh, before the little, episode? That, okay, wait. Before we go to commercial, let's talk about that too. <laughs> it's like you know, Netflix saw this show, Dancing Queen. Okay, they yes. they, they produced and they're like, oh, this is horrible, <laughs> right? This is like horrible that we can't. Re- we're not going to renew this. Okay, and so they didn't. So WoW was like, they're so stupid. We're going to renew it now, right? Watch Cells. We'll do it on WoW Presents. It looks equally as horrible. No one understands that Alyssa is funny in the context of the competition dealing with other drag queens. Okay? She's not funny on her own dealing with regular people. It reminds me, I remember, always remember... The, I don't remember what iteration of the Adams Family it was, but Roger Ebert gave this review of the Adams Family where he, I guess in this movie or whatever, the Adams Family never leaves the house or something, or they don't leave the house that much. And he was saying that the humor of the Adams Family is them dealing with the outside world. Okay? Right. If they're just dealing with themselves, it's not that funny. But when they're dealing with people who don't understand who they are, then that's when it's funny. It's the same thing with Alyssa Edwards. She's only funny in that limited context. So just watching it- her win all the time is just not fun. Right, and I, I think Netflix understood that because they yeah. tried to get her to interact with other people. In because the, the first few episodes of that show were her it was literally like a dancing moms thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like these angry dancing moms upset that you know that she was not teaching the class or whatever. Yeah, and it was boring. Boring. And then uh, then they tried. Well, let, let's send her out on a drag show and let's send her with uh, Laganja out there and have mm-hmm. her interact with some of these other people and you know. We'll see how she buys a house. Yeah. And- yeah, she bought a house and her family's all fucked up. And it's just like, ugh. we didn't just see this much of Alyssa. Uh, all right, we're going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. But you can now, Joe. Five oh. days a week. Yeah, five days a week. We'll be back right after this. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> wow. I hope you canceled your Wow Presents Plus. Uh, <laughs> Uh, everything's pl- you know what's so funny daniel you were ahead of the times daniel used to have a podcast called dubious intent plus yes and now the joke would be so funny now if you because disney plus apple tv plus this yep. wow T- presents plus well by the way disney plus i get right it's disney plus uh yes. apple tv you know there's regular apple tv then there's plus there's this you know this content part of it Wow presents. What's the what's the non plus? The non plus are their incredibly popular shows on television, such as um, 
yeah, RuPaul's the, Drag Race. The one where RuPaul gave people rides? Where she like uh, drove Lohanthony oh, yeah, around? Oh, yeah, Taylor Madison. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then Lohanthony and Marianne Williamson. She's just driving <laughs> them around L.A. By the way, if you guys think I'm making that up, I'm not making that up. That's, she literally drives around like T.S. Madison, Lohanthony, and uh, Marianne Williamson around L.A. The thing, the thing that I love the most is that Alyssa Edwards still refers to herself as the host of Alyssa's Secret, which was maybe there were five episodes ever of this shit. Oh, it just like, not, it's not a never, continuing thing? Say what? It's not a continuing show? It's not still going? Not that I know of. I've, I mean, it's like, uh, it used to be, maybe it's on WoW Presents now, but it's like, it used to just be on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And there's like maybe five episodes of it. But it was like, it was never that big of a thing. <laughs> Daniel, you're not, you're missing out on, it's, it's the plus. What's funny is I could see if it was like, okay, here's content that's not on YouTube. But I think they've taken most of their content off YouTube and it's strictly on for pay now, right? Yeah, it, everything except for the stuff that was popular on YouTube. So, like, oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure that the um, the 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 photo fashion review is still oh, yeah, on YouTube yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. they use that as an advertisement for yeah. Wow Presents Plus. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and then they're like, like we got to keep these people on. We'll we'll keep them with a bag of chips show and uh, the Alyssa show. Like, and uh, even though people tell me that this work the world show is good, have you ever watch it? No. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I've ever watched on WoW Presents Plus is Drag Race UK. I have not ventured any, fr- like, I saw that first screen the first day and I was like, oh, this is frightening. I'm not going there. And so. What's funny is there's, so- I was actually thinking about this today. There's so much content out there. Like, I, so I subscribe to the Criterion channel. Yes. Okay. So I watch stuff on there. Then there's this Disney Plus. I, I have Apple TV Plus and I actually know someone on Apple TV Plus show. And I haven't watched that show. Like, there's too much stuff. Now, on Disney Plus, what, what what was the first thing you watched on Disney Plus? Okay, I'm so sentimental. The, just for sentimentality, the first thing I watched was Steamboat Willie. You know what? I It wasn't the first thing I watched, but I did watch it the first day. Mm-hmm. And I came away from that and going like, oh, Mickey's kind of a dick. Oh, yeah. You know what's <laughs> so funny is, as a kid, I bought this comic book that was like banned called Uncensored Mouse. Yeah, you know, and I think they made a few issues. I have issue number one. I'm sure it's worth fifteen dollars or less, but um, uh, it was all the the attention was to publish uh, Mickey Mouse comic books that were like where he's like racist and beats people up, and it was the image they didn't want Mickey to have. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Well, he wasn't racist. It was just like uh, clearly Pete had hired him to work on his ship, mm-hmm. and he immediately disrespects the guy just by sticking his tongue in it for, for no reason. Yeah, and then just starts like harassing the livestock yeah. and using company property to help his girlfriend mm-hmm. who was late getting to work. Yeah, because she's a slacker. She, well, then well, just, well, he, he takes her shit and he just breaks it and put and throws it in the mouth. He feeds it to the cow or something. <laughs> no, he throws it at a bird. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, wait, that's my wow. job. What do you? That's my stuff. Jeez, Mickey. Anyway, thanks, Such Mickey. A dick. No, the first thing I watched on Disney Plus was High School, the musical, the musical, the series. Well, I mean, I don't know. Just telling you, I think that begs for High School, the musical, the musical, the series. The recap. Oh, well, you, you know what? You and Zach are welcome to do that. I will put that on Patreon any second you want. I will say, I'm actually, you know, did you ever see this Love Simon? 
Yeah, uh, no, I didn't actually see it. I was I wanted to it had on my list, and then, like you said, there's just too much content, so it's it never content. hits the forefront of my head. Um, but uh, is Love Simon on Disney Plus? Is that a Disney movie? I don't think so. No. Oh, but it I know would, it, it may be on Netflix or Amazon Prime or one of the other nineteen hundred. But I do know. I do know for a fact that they're making on on Disney Plus a Love Simon television show. And oh. one of my big complaints about Love Simon. Now I've never seen it. So before you come for me, I've never seen it. I actually I was in group therapy and got in a huge fight with an old man about my opinion right here, where he got really mad. But my my big problem with it was I was like, oh, another uh, well off white gay teen whose parents are totally fine with it but his life is still so hard it must be so awful right was the old man that you got into an argument in group therapy taylor <laughs> you know what i don't i could see taylor not i could see taylor agreeing with this guy this guy's point was like why do i have a problem with white people and blah blah blah, blah. and i was like no it's just anyway i'm happy to report that the love simon kid the simon on the tv show is a latino kid which makes more sense to me thank you okay I don't know. That's my rant for today. It makes more sense to you from a movie that you've never seen. From a movie I've never seen. Well, no, it just means like, okay, because on Love, Simon, I don't know what the story is on the TV show, but on Love, Simon, the the movie, the the character, the main character, I don't know if his name's Simon or not, uh, his parents, he lives, he's affluent, he's white, he's cute, right? And his parents are totally fine with him being gay, but still his life is so hard. And I'm just like... There are people who there are gay kids out there, gay kids of color, even white gay kids, who have real problems. I want to see that. Anyway, speaking speaking of cute, yeah. Look at look at this picture I sent you of AJ. Oh, you sent now, me a picture of AJ. Do you think that's a spray tan? Like that is a really crisp line between the tan and the not tan there at the waistline. You're talking about AJ Pritchard, who we're going to talk about him in a second. Uh, I'm a fan. Now, I'm just saying, do you think that's a spray tan, or did he actually go out and get sunburned? I don't care. Okay, great. I, no, 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 I'm not a dick towards you. I will take him any color. I, I, though, saying I will that, say you know, he, looks, he looks great. 14 there. Um, Which, that's right in your age range, right? <laughs> you know, I just, it's so funny. <laughs> I just I just shared a meme with someone that was very like, like I said, like, oh, this meme is so funny. I can't share it on social media because I go, I go, you have to be in high school really to share this meme. I said, I wish I was in high school so I could share this meme. I said, also to be the same age as the people I date. So, uh, I know, I know, it's a big problem. Also, Aiden and I are not getting along right now, but I think I, I will get in trouble for saying that on the show, so. Well, then, don't say that. I'm not. I, I mean, I think I can say that we're having problems, you know, but. Um, did, did the Disney trip not go well? No, the Disney trip went really well. Really well. Oh. No, it, it, I can't get into it. I can't. Everyone on the... By the way, if you, if you want to know what happened, join Patreon. No, you actually can't. There's an exclusive tier, Daniel, where I do like basically like a, a personal journal, and I went super into it there, but that, that only is limited to 30 people, so we're, we're sold out in that. Anyway, uh, on the main stage, the girls meet with AJ and Curtis Pritchard to learn some dance moves. Davina has a degree in dance, and the other girls aren't so hot at dancing. Baga struggles with the tango, Davina slays the cha-cha, and the Viv keeps messing up the samba. Later, the Vivian complains about AJ asking her to do too much. Uh, it's coronation day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Davina is not going to make any makeup challenge changes at this point. Baga is surprised by the amount of work, and they all agree that Vinegar's paper dress is the worst look of the season. Daniel, your thoughts on the choreography moments on the on the coronation day where nothing happened at all? Your thoughts there? I think they were wrong. I think uh, something Wong's jacket outfit was worse than the paper outfit. 
<sighs> you know, when, when we were talking about that, I think on uh, Bring It to the Runway, they were talking about how they actually admired how she constructed that. Yes. Uh, and that uh, that there was something to applaud there. It just was a, a bad look for her. It didn't it was work. A very bad look. If yeah. she had just thrown a bra on, it would have made the look better. Um, the also well, we're not there yet. So yeah, no, the, I don't really have anything to say. But I mean, yeah, the the choreographers were fun to watch, and uh, and they weren't that mean. I remember they made it seem yeah, last week that yeah. they were going to be like super mean, but it was like I thought the Vivian being a baby, like they're gonna yeah, you have to do it again. <laughs> And again and again and again. That's called practice rehearsal. Uh, on the main stage, the girls make their world premiere of Rocket to the Moon. They give advice to their younger selves. Oh, I hate that bit. And they answer the question why they should be the UK's first drag superstar. Did you have any big thoughts there, Daniel? No, I mean, Blue Hydrangea had already done this. And remember, we talked about this back in uh, episode five or whatever. It's like oh, Blue did. asked him in, in a mirror moment, like, like, what would you tell your younger oh, self? Oh, you're right. She did. I was I was I was betting that they weren't even going to do that, but nope, nope. RuPaul had to pull those stupid photos out. Uh, the war. I hate when she does also it. the Vivian's answer to that mm-hmm. really freaked me out because she's just like trying to say something about how being common is her strength and you know that shouldn't blah blah. She went to private school and like left to go to Spain because she had a drug problem on her parents. She's like, comes from money. I was like, I don't know what she's talking about with this whole, like, I'm, I'm just a, a woman of the people kind of a thing. And she had a good family too. She's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, you're gonna, you had a nice childhood. Don't you come for me childhood. And you know, you're going to make some very terrible choices. Like yes. Like that classic. much plastic surgery. For a uh, for a twenty seven year old, it's I an enormous that. amount of plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah, yeah, I know it's really bad. Um, all right, Daniel. Now it's time for. Oh, I don't have it here. I gotta I gotta go where where it is where where the content is. Uh, now it's time for where is where's the does it thing? does it matter? It, it's it's literally like hey, here's a bunch of queens that you haven't seen in a long time. Oh, but the looks. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, looks. the oh god, I don't want to. Okay, do you have any, like, uh, overall thoughts on the looks? I didn't care for the Vivians. Maybe it just didn't read on TV very well, but it just looked like a, a body, like a nude illusion suit that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple of shades wrong on it. Um, I really, really liked Davina's outfit. Oh, and I loved it. I did not like Baggins. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I'm actually fine with the Vivian's outfit. Like it looked fine. It, it was kind, to be honest with you, my problem with it was kind of basic, like elegant extravaganza. You look, it looked very old school drag. Yeah, it looked very pageant, very old school drag. What you would expect to see, you know, pork chop wear uh, in a in a pageant. Okay, but um, but Davina's was great and fantastic. And then, it, but the Baggins looked like that was just like a regular. Like she rolled out of bed in it. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is I think last week she complained that they, when they said, not complained, but she was shocked when they said she looked dressed like an old lady. And like everything she wears, she looks like a middle-aged lady. Yeah. Even today in that Twitter uh, uh, photo where they were at the headquarters, mm-hmm. she, she looked like she was wearing pajamas. It was, it was just like a pantsuit. Like, I guess that's her thing is the pantsuit. Yeah. Yeah. So there were some very questionable, they were, pre- but you know, they do that in the episode where there's never any criticism they always just praise everybody. And um, so with Baggy, you can tell, like, Michelle was itching to, like, say something, but she couldn't. 
And so uh, she just said wonderful things about her outfit, but I was like, it's not a good outfit. I didn't like Yeah, that and that's that, that. Why do they even do that judging panel thing? Because it's just like that's the last one where they never say anything bad. No. I mean, I know. This, oh, is my one, I know. This, this outfit, I just really love the color green. You're just so amazing in everything you do, and you're a superstar, and I love you. I know. Last week, she's like, what's wrong with your nose? <laughs> you're like, and then a week later now, she's the most perfect ethereal creature to ever walk the earth. And you're like, oh, God. Because now Michelle realized she's going to have to work with these bitches. And she's like, oh, I better be Well, nice you know, as, a, as somebody that's from there. Yeah, that's right. Well, she's yeah, she's a fellow uh, Brit. Yeah, she's that's gonna right. be. Yeah. She said something about that too, not about that, but she said, "Oh no, it was an interview I saw where they asked her. Like, I guess people were were talking about an awkward moment she had with Cheryl Cole on the previous week, and she was like, "Oh, we just played it up for the telly." Oh, for the and telly. I, what is it? Isn't there a, a word for that? Like uh, a word yeah. for being uh, really into British culture? Oh no, is there? I, I, I think there is because I mean, like, uh, uh, like enophile. What is that? That is somebody. Well, anglophile is for you're a big fan of of England, right? Oh, anglophile. Then. Anglophile, but it reminds me there, there was a Friends episode where um, who's the one that played Stifler's mom? I don't know. Oh, what is her name? Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. Jennifer Coolidge plays uh, one of Phoebe's friends who like lived for a year in England. She comes back and she has a British accent. It's like something where she was there for like six months. I don't know, some short amount of time. Isn't Jennifer and, Coolidge from uh, Legally Blonde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. Like yeah, that. and she comes back and she has a British accent and she like only uses British terms. And Well, hell, Tina Turner and Madonna both did that. Oh, did Tina Turner get a British accent? Yeah, if you listen to some of those Tina Turner interviews. She's, uh, she's very, uh, got that weird British thing going on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, as the, uh, as the girls go backstage to untuck, they're surprised to see all of the eliminated contestants sitting there. The eliminated queens take the piss out of the top three by telling them that the eliminated queens will be determining the top two. That's literally the most exciting thing that happened this episode. The, also, yeah. the only thing that uh, something Wong said, they skipped over her in the oh. rest. Did not utter another word that entire uh, episode for the rest of the episode. Yeah, this turns out to be not true. And then the girls sit around Kiki until it's time to go backstage. I know, back on stage. Back on the main stage, RuPaul names Davida DeCampo and the Vivian as the top two, thereby eliminating baggage chips from the competition. Next, the top two go head to head in a lip sync battle for the crown. The song, I'm Your Man by Wham. Uh, in the end, the Vivian was named the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. Daniel J. Brewer, any final thoughts on the episode and the season? Uh,. What do you? What are your thoughts? Give it to us. I did. Uh, have they done that on the American show where they like come out and announce the top two? Have they done that before? I thought our finale is usually just like have. Well, they the top do it on All Stars. They do it on All Stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just. Uh, it was just. It was just like. Oh, okay. Why didn't you just start with the five? They're all mm-hmm. there. Hey, you were all the top five or something. <laughs> it was just. It just felt like they were just dragging it out as much as just like I halfway expected her to go and the winner. Of RuPaul Drag Race yeah. UK is right after these words. Yeah. <laughs> Pull a Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. You know, by that point, it was. I was shocked. I really thought Davina had it, so I was very shocked. Yeah, me too. That, uh, the Vivian won. However, that being said, mm-hmm. you know, Vivian, as she has stated many times, has uh, had a drug problem. Mm-hmm. And she got clean two years ago. 
um, although she won the, uh, what was the award that she won over there? The, the ambassador, she became the ambassador right in the middle of when she would have been high. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I'm like, Oh, this timeline, she was like the, she was on. Cause she was just like, like, Oh, I couldn't have done this because I had to get clean. That's why I'm able to do this now. But wait, wait, didn't you win the ambassador thing when you were right, right in the heart of all getting fucked up? And that, that also speaks to why I kind of think she won. And I wonder if RuPaul's like, well, we already named her the ambassador. Like that, this, this is going to confirm that we were right the whole time. Yeah. I, I, maybe cause you're, I mean, you're right. This, this show was edited for Davina to win. It was. I, at one point when when Vivian ran to the back of the stage in order to do that slide, that pointless, pointless, stupid slide. Yeah. That, 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 has she watched the show where people like will literally do um, <laughs> uh, several flips in the air and land on their t- on their like index finger and spin? Right. Uh, well, I love how still they give the RuPaul reaction of, <gasps> oh my God. Like as if, yeah. <laughs> but the... When she ran to the back of the stage, uh, Davina came across and blocked her. So she was literally for a good, I don't know, 20 just seconds. waiting there, yeah. Just in the back, kind of framed like a background dancer, yeah. just back there with no spotlight, no yeah. good lighting, just back there, just like, well, you never walk away from the audience. That's just rule number one of being on stage, right? So it's like, I figured, yeah, Davina's got this. There's no way they would show us that if Davina didn't get it. And of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The uh, Luke in the chat room is saying that the Vivian is the worst winner since Tyra. I don't know if I agree with that. Hold on. Let's go through the you winners. I think the top three of, mm-hmm. of as much as I was mad about this whole season, yeah. the top three of this show, and I think we've said this on the yeah. show before, are better than 90% of the American Queens, yeah. hands down. And I don't think it was, Luke also said it was the worst final lip sync ever. I don't know if I agree with that either. Did he see the um, Bang Bang one with Eureka, Alaska, and Karen Michaels, that mess that was on the stage? You know? At least Cameron didn't ride the bicycle upside down on stage on that one. Did she? Did she? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, oh, yeah. That was kind I, of one of her moves, huh? Yeah. I, she she lip synced every episode. That was like this thing, right? She yeah. just, like, she was always in the bottom and she's like, lip syncing. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of it has to do with when they're editing the show, the music doesn't sync to how it would be there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that last week's lip sync was pretty good. Yeah. And like you said, you think they used the whole song, which means... Last week, well, I think, what, it's not a very long song. Right, but there wouldn't have had to have been a lot of cutting in and out where you're mm-hmm. trying to resync their lips to the music, right? Because, I mean, the way all this happens, even, even us and our podunk little YouTube channel, right? We record the audio separately from the video, and then you have to go through the software and have it synced, synced back up. And it's like, when you do a lot of cuts like that, it's easy for those syncs to get off, you know, to get off slightly. And so mm-hmm. it looks like they're doing a bad lip sync when maybe in person they're not. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it could be. It also could be like because they don't—they're not wearing an earpiece, so maybe they're lip syncing. But I guess it would be—it would—it wouldn't matter because they could sync the audio. Yeah, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, re- regardless, I don't think it was the worst fun. No, it wasn't the—it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. It was actually the best one of the season, I would say. It was actually pretty good. Um, uh, any other final thoughts on the season, on the episode, Daniel? So have you, have you uh, speak now or forever hold your peace? Yeah, I think. Yeah. It, it, I, 
Congratulations, Vivian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulate. I mean, there was some articles that came out this past week where they were asking the queens how drag race has changed their lives. And Baga was just like, you know, I've made more money in the past six months than I have in my entire drag career. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. The show is like done nothing but just good things for me. Mm-hmm. And both Davina and Vivian had very high marks to say. But it's like, you know, blue, blue hydrangea was you know, in a picture with Charlie Hyde. And I was like, well, I, it took me a while to realize that it was Charlie Hyde in the picture. Cause it's just like, it's blue hydrangea. So, I mean, oh, I all of their, you. all of their, uh, stock has gone up and they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. Everyone's going to be fine. And by the way, the gothic Kendall looked hot the, at the, untouched. yeah, it, it, this is prior to him getting his teeth fixed. That, that's jarring. Fixed, Cause when you see him now on Instagram, or whatever, with his teeth fixed, and then to see him back with the, with the teeth missing, it was, it was a jarring, well, I have one more thing. Daniel, it has been such a joy to do this show, <laughs> show with you. No, oh, it has. It's been fun. It's been fun. What are you talking about? Um, and hopefully we'll hear you more on Afterthought Media. Uh, that's, but, you know, that's entirely up to you and uh, you and Zach and the cats and your you 500. To, yeah, 500. I'm telling you. High School the Musical. The Musical. Look, and I'm telling you, if you want to do that, it's, it's, it's open to go on Afterthought Media. Uh, I'm not going to be anywhere near it, but uh, you're welcome to do that. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this season of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 1. Be sure to join us soon. We don't know when. Uh, as Lori Roggenkamp and I discuss, dissect... That's right. Lori Roggenkamp from Hello Uglies. We're going to be dissecting, discussing, and deconstructing RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars <gasps> Season 5. Until then, for Daniel Brewer and myself... Wait, I just know before you do anything... You didn't do one of your classic uh, lines from the show, did you? No. Oh, all right. Well, then for (laughs) Daniel Brewer and myself. (laughs) Sashay away until whenever. Have any comments, thoughts, or questions about Drag Race UK? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want more access to Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow Daniel Brewer on Twitter at Daniel Brewer. Also, subscribe to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash WDW Aristocrats. That's W-D-W-A-R-I-S-T-O-C-R-A-F-T-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.